Hello there, friends. This is Spencer Michelle, and today we're going to be talking about the new moon in the first decade of Capricorn. I'm joined here by my good friend, Andrea Azanich. How are you doing, Andrea? Good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. <laughs> Hanging in there. I got my, my sun lamp here, so trying to get a little, little sunshine in these wintry doldrum, doldrum days here. Um, but yes, I, I'm excited to talk to you. I, I, I wanted to have you on. Um, I was hoping that today we would get to celebrate uh, the Croatian national football team being in the finals of the World Cup because that was one of my predictions, <laughs> uh, you know, on my sports podcast. But um, you know, you can't you can't be right all the time. I <laughs> hope that true. I wanted to, I wanted to say just beforehand. I, I apologize to all of our of our <laughs> Croatian friends out there for maybe. I don't know, giving false hope or something like that. I was really pulling for all of you. Me and Andrea were texting back and forth throughout all the games. No, but, but you started already. You started like speaking perfect Croatian. It was like, <laughs> like look, look at the grammar. Like, oh my God, I was like amazed. So, so that was uh, that was really uh, impressive. I have to say. <laughs> I, I was typing in like inspirational expletives into Google Translate and be like, all right, may the gods be with you. <laughs> no, but like our, my family's favorite was like hit it with the strength of thousand legs. Uh, that, that, was, <laughs> that was like, that's my, my family's favorite. We were like, we were laughing like crazy. Like, yeah, they should do that. So yeah, that one, we got, that's a keeper. We're going to keep that oh, one. Oh man, so, so much fun. We're, we're living in really interesting times that we we can connect and be able to like instantly find phrases in each other's languages, you know, just on this beautiful thing called the internet. So, yeah. so yes, yeah, so very exciting times. And, and we're still going for a third place, right? Yeah. Yeah. So wishes luck. Yeah. Okay. I mean, as I said, like, this is a, this is also a really big thing for a tiny country like Croatia. So yeah. I'm feeling maybe, yeah, maybe you, you, uh, predicted the the third place success. I don't know. Like we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the gods, the planets do humble us. Yeah, that's true. We know true. that. We that's know true. That, but but it was a very interesting learning experience for me, at least. Like to see like what what astrology can see and how how wide it is, and uh, how we are actually a part of everything because both you and I we have also transit. So we. You know, oh yeah. Well, you know, and that's funny, you know, I, the, the working theory that I was using for my sports predictions was south node contacts for mm -hmm. the losing coach. And, you know, it's much, much more difficult to predict that when you have a field of eight coaches rather than two. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's the, that was part of the challenge there. Also, you know, I posted on my stories on Instagram that I was actually experiencing the transiting sun squaring my natal Saturn exactly from the fifth house of like games and entertainment on the, the days that they lost. <laughs> so, so, you know, hey. all right. But still it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to have a little bit of a diversion from some of the seriousness of our regular days and, um, you know, be able to connect through, through, through a game, you know, like a child's mm -hmm. game. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yep. All right. So, uh, and Andrea, and, and I hope, hopefully I sound less like a drunk Croatian when I'm saying your name now. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you told me last time you were on. You're like, I was like, how's my Croatian? <laughs> you're like, you sound like kind of like a drunk Croatian. <laughs> like, like, you're getting more and more, more sober. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew this was going to be fun. Andrea, you're, so you're a Leo rising, just, mm -hmm. you know, like a number of my friends here and mm -hmm. myself. T tell us a little bit more about yourself and your journey um, with astrology and the tarot and, and, you know, the things that you do. Mm. Uh, well, uh, so my journey with the tarot started when I was 15, you know, like uh, my dad gave me my first uh, tarot deck and a book. Uh, and so right at that time, I was like looking at this book by Julia, um, Julia and Derek, and I don't know their last name, but it, it's like uh, American writers. It was like a book on many divinatory techniques. And there were like two things that I really liked. One was astrology and one was tarot. And so at that point, I kind of uh, had this decision, like astrology was like scary a little bit for a 15 year old, but tarot was kind of more interesting to me. So I started sure. with that. And this, so this journey lasted for like 20, 20 years. And like, again, these things are so humbling. Like once you think you, you know, something, you always find something new and something different. So like tarot is just a gift that keeps on giving. And yeah, so it, it's a really amazing tool for self-discovery, for meditation, for daily, I don't know, like practices of any kind, like whether you like magic or, you know, whatever, psychology. I have a lot of friends who are psychologists who use tarot to open a conversation. So like, again, amazing, amazing thing. And it's been running in my family also, like my sister does it and our grandfather did it. So um only good things both about tarot and astrology so yeah yeah you know i first saw you with my friend cv uh henriette um, of art of the zodiac on yeah. ig live another uh, leo rising so we have like a little leo, little club, leo club yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, but but uh yeah i just really appreciated just your your insights your your intuition the way that you were describing the tarot you know it seems like you've done a lot of your your homework with the tarot especially like you you were bringing in things with the marseille marseille tarot mm -hmm. as well which was really interesting and if you if you all haven't checked out um andrea's uh instagram yet space tiger tarot nine she has these really beautiful arrangements you're, you're quite the artist as well i was actually kind of going back and looking at all of your instagrams you have like a whole art instagram as well i kind of forgot about yeah really yeah. cool stuff yeah i i, I that's probably my um my uh, Lib uh venus Li in libra but libra in venus uh thing so it, she likes to organize things like that so they're like um balanced and uh, like pretty so so I, yeah. I owe that to to my libra <laughs> well and if if you all haven't seen and andrea's chart yet too she's has one of the most dignified charts i've ever seen <laughs> in my life so the, the gods are smiling upon you on, yeah. on some, <laughs> some way here, so. maybe i should play football with <laughs> yeah, right well yeah. you you told me you were a, a volleyball player right yeah yeah my family had a volleyball club so like all of my cousins they played uh, volleyball and i was also like our grandfather made this team called azena which is also the name of our family uh tea and um um how do you say cosmetic uh business that we have so yeah one once we had also this like really uh nice uh volleyball team club that we used to play in so yeah well you know that was something i was noticing when i was looking at the world cup rosters of mm. the of the latin american teams and then the croatian teams how tall mm. all of your players mm. are yeah. like just you're in the land of the giants <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. that's cool you yeah. said you had a cousin that was like what yeah two, my cousin over two meters right over two meters yeah, yeah. Two, uh, two five yeah david <laughs> in, in in english um, inches and feet about six nine or so six yeah. ten yeah. like really really giants <laughs> Um, all right, so very cool. Um, we are 
going to look at the chat here. But before we do that, our good friend Remco, who is helping us moderate, put Andrea's uh, website in the chat box. Uh, you, you can find Andrea at spacetigertarot9.wixsite.com. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, I got yes. it. Okay. <laughs> and, it's and, my little baby site, yeah. There you go. And spacetigertarot9 on Instagram is where you can yes. find a lot of her really great. Um, I always like it when I see your posts that say message for someone, for someone you, yeah. you know, and you've got these beautiful um, kind of contrasted colorful backgrounds with these black backgrounds and all these colors popping. I'm like, oh, that's a message for me. Andrea's got, got a message for me today. <laughs> so very cool. So I just want to welcome a few people here today in the chat. Thank you all for stopping in on this uh, blustery December day here in Michigan. It's rainy and dark, <laughs> but but I've got my sun lamp here. We've got Remco, of course, doing um, the, the, the yeoman's work of doing the um, <clears throat> the moderating for today. We've got Tarja is joining us from wintry Finland, probably pretty dark and gray there too, I'm guessing. <laughs> Ray, Raven's stopping in from sunny Kansas. I'm glad someone's got some sun today, wow. right? Um, Sarah, Renee Marshall is here from Portland. All right, N nice to see you, friend. Susanna is here from Finland. Um, Big Stuff 63 is joining us today. Devin and Ann Katie are here from Portland. Hello, friends. Um, Amara Wiley is joining us from New Jersey. Uh, lovely to see all of these uh, fabulous friends joining us today. So thank you all. Make sure you leave me a comment if you're just kind of lurking here. Let me know you're here. Welcome, Aaron, from so so snowing central Iowa. <laughs> so um, just a few more business things before we get to it. Make sure that you are supporting Andrea's work by, you know, you offer tarot readings. Do you do yes. online tarot readings as well? Yes, uh, so uh, I do like a video and a Zoom type of uh, tarot reading so we don't have to be live uh, or we can do it live if you stop by in Zagreb, like find me. <laughs> and so we can do that and drink some really nice coffee. Uh, and also I do uh, classes one-on-one -on -one, like tarot basics, um, major arcana, minor arcana. I'm just starting now with minor arcana. So the cups and uh, the suit of wands will be out soon. So I'm going to offer that and yeah, stay tuned. And Andrea is a Virgo sun with a, do you have a, where's your Mercury? It's in, it's right on my ascended, isn't it? It's yeah, yeah. It's, okay. yeah, it's in Leo. Yeah. So Andrea is a great teacher, friends. So, you know, take advantage of that opportunity. <laughs> if you want to learn tarot, she's probably one of my favorite tarot readers out there today. Thank you. Okay. So just a couple other business things. Um, I have a, Deccan sale going on. This is the last few days of the Sagittarius Deccan sale that will, that sale will end at the winter solstice, I believe, which is the 21st. And then the, the uh, Deccans of Capricorn will go on sale 20% off. So if you want to learn more about some of the things that we're talking about today, that's a great opportunity. Um, I'm also offering transit readings for the year mm -hmm. ahead. I actually do things in three and six month increments. So if you're interested mm -hmm. in figuring out what 2023 is going to be like for you, you can book that on my website, spencermichaud.com. Um, I'm, I'm shutting down some availability till the beginning of January, though taking a week off or so at the end of the year here. But if you want to fire things up in the beginning of January, I'd be help. Uh, I'd be very happy to help you uh, through, through the uh, the dark months of the year and, and get a good start for the um, this next year, which is, I think we're in the, the Chinese year of the tiger, right? Your, your personal year, right? Now? Yeah, yeah, that's my personal year. Uh, I think this year was a year of yin or black tiger, which is okay. watery, and that's like... Uh, 
that, that that's a little bit like heavier energy for tigers but uh, also very transformative here so i was told so yeah <laughs> Oof, I'll tell yeah. <laughs> you. And we're we're heading into the rabbit year, is that correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Also, as far as I know, yin rabbit, also yeah. watery energy. So yeah, I think, yeah, I don't I I think <clears throat> that's gonna also be a little bit kind of different vibe than rabbit usually is because rabbits are very kind of gentle and, and creative. But like having this like more perceptive year, I think is gonna be cool, cool year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Chinese monkey, the metal monkey. Uh, so the tiger years are tough for me. I, I've had mm. a, it's been a long year. I'm ready. I'm ready to switch over to the rabbit. Year. <laughs> like, and I love this comment here. Amber is is keeping us keeping it real in the chat. It says I feel like I'm watching a PBS children's show when Spencer calls us friend. I secretly <laughs> wish he would switch it up and call us enemy instead. Well, okay, Amber, you can be my. My my nemesis, my foil today. <laughs> Maybe I'm Amber. We can like find a, a compromise to be frenemies. Frenemy, like, there you go. Well, hello, frenemy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's funny. Uh, guilty as charged. I think one of my heroes is um, Fred Rogers, Mister Rogers. So sometimes we we try to keep it keep it light and keep it. Um, I don't know, just a supportive environment here. There's all sorts of people that are trying to you know get on each other's nerves in these talks and isn't it nice to just have a, a gentle kind of friendly conversation you know what i'm yeah. saying so yeah. you know Agreed. go argue with your family or something over yeah. the, the holidays <laughs> over the holidays yeah Every, we all know that i've got plenty of drama in my own personal <laughs> life so i kind of try to bring the, the peace to my professional life <laughs> cheers to that cheers well to that. andrea Let's uh, start chatting a little bit about this uh, new moon in Capricorn mm -hmm. 1, which is going to be taking place on the 23rd of December 2022, uh, 5.16 a.m. Eastern Time. Make the adjustment for Zagreb, right? Mm -hmm. Is it Zagreb? I used to yeah, say right. Zagreb, but uh, I think it's Zagreb. 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 Yeah. Zagreb. Okay. Zagreb. Yeah. I'm sobering up here, friends. Oh <laughs> not, not literally, but um, so is that still the same day in Croatia? Mm, I think yes, because we are. Let me just check. What time did you say? I said 5 16 a.m. I think you all are like five hours or six yeah. hours ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm on a 540, Okay, so we're dealing with a new moon in the early, early degrees of Capricorn. Um, we're going to be having a square with Jupiter. Mm. Um, any, let's, you, you want to pull the chart up and look at the chart together here? Yeah. Okay, let's take a look. So, Andrea, big picture thoughts. What are some of your, your kind of 30,000 foot viewpoint thoughts with this new moon, this season, the astrology we're dealing with, life in general? What do you think? Well, first thing that I've noticed is this gigantic stellium in uh, in Capricorn. It's like, yeah. like the whole party is uh, settled in Capricornian world. And uh, like having all these jolly planets uh in in saturnian land is like like i'm just thinking about uh you know like uh gentle planets like uh moon and uh venus being in this saturn realm and also this mercury who's like who cannot be like his you know speedy self and that's like the first thing that i noticed when i saw this chart is like um this 
mountain like this is like a mountain party like they're trying to kind of climb this mountain that, that was like the first thing that i saw yeah and like a lot of thoughts on on this this little group that we have which is very interesting and also like because they're all answering to this uh saturn in um, in aquarius yeah in a way i was thinking about like professor snape's classroom and then you have like the the emo kid and then you have like this uh, jock you know like sun and then you have like smart smarty pants kid and like the prom queen and so yeah i had like all these thoughts like like how how does it feel to be in this land of of saturn and yeah. also like as we see outside it's really dark and cold so like how how do how do um characters like this act in this type of like atmosphere so that was like my first thing that i kind of noticed I love that metaphor with the, you know, Snape's classroom. That it's yeah. so so apropos for uh, yeah. a Saturnian kind of stack up here. You know, all all these different characters, like you were saying, like playing those different roles, but all answering to a pretty stern, strict teacher, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think it was also it's also a great point about the Mercury slowing down because Mercury is mm. going to be stationing retrograde um, of you know a few days after this really maybe yeah. within, within a week after this at 24 degrees mm. of capricorn mm. um and then you know what are your what are your jupiter and aries thoughts what do you think about this this almost exact square that we've got mm. going on here yeah well for me squares are like it's almost like because it's you know like it's under a, a, a kind of an angle so it's almost like this energy is getting more and more dense before it kind of shoots out so it's like this uh, jupiter wants to expand things you know in in this aries type of way like it's you know let's let's burn let's burst out but it's almost like the the image that comes to my mind is almost like seed trying to sprout through a very frozen land so it's not like you really need to wait a little bit more before you can like explode outside mm -hmm. So it's like a good time for like some um, uh, like uh, how to say like maybe weighing uh, what's important and how to do it because mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like it's very like stopping this energy. So like before it sprouts, but still there is like a promise of spring in a way, you know, because I yeah. really see Aries like the child of a spring. So it's like you're not ready yet. We need to have like some more like power, firepower before you can like go and explode so th that's kind of like my first impulsive like thought and image that i have yeah um with well, this uh, and Jupiter. look at this and look at this mars here on the yeah. we have yeah. we still have a retrograde mars, mars. gemini that's mm. the host of that jupiter so you know i i agree i think that we have this impulse that is sort of rumbling from underneath mm. the ground but it's you know, it's going to take some time. It's going to take a little bit of patience to mm -hmm. really understand how to bring all the pieces together to move forward. I'm, I've been kind of uh, putting things on hold, I guess, until, you know, at least Mars and Mercury go direct. And that's not e easy for everyone. Sometimes there's things that you just have to do. But, I, I, you know, I'm thinking with this Jupiter, we're going to really want to be taking some kind of individual action that is something maybe we've never done before, maybe mm. some kind of pioneering action, right? Where we want to do things a completely different way. I don't know if you've been feeling this impulse, but lately I've been getting a lot of like, uh, a lot of feelings where I just want to shake up my routines. Like I just yeah. feeling like I'm in a rut and mm. I want to just 
completely changed some of the ways I'm doing things. Mm. And um, I wonder if this is going around or if this is just just me. No, no, it's it's going around for sure because like uh, like the people that I read to, like everybody's coming, like they they want to start something. They 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 have a project, you know. They want to change themselves. They want to change their lifestyle. I have a lot of people who you know started to train more, you know, and, and it's almost like it's really different flavor than let's let's say last year, mm-hmm. uh, winter, because you know last year winter everybody was like kind of everything was like so slow but this year i'm seeing more and more people going into like gyms now which (laughs) is like you know it's winter nobody wants to go out but still it's like this urge to change something in your life and just like become 2.0 like you're a new version of yourself so i see that in readings among my friends family you know like when we discuss things like this it's like people want to change something but you know like they don't know what's the what's the kind of proper dynamic to do that so Yes, yeah. I definitely see and feel that also in my own like life. I want to change some things. I want to do some projects, but like mm, how how to do that? And yeah, everything is pretty much individual a lot. It doesn't like it involves like your personal lifestyle more than it kind of um, it's like group oriented or something like that. So yeah, yeah. What what do you think about the the tension between a very slow potentially slow moving sign that is, you know, encouraging us to work within the material limitations mm. with Capricorn and maybe the, 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 you know, the instant gratification kind of energy of mm. Aries. What, how do you, how do you resolve that tension? Well, yeah, like in, in today's like modern society, we are so, how to say, we all want to get fast somewhere. Like we all need something to be like really fast. And this is like, I, I like this kind of Capricornian energy right now because it, it almost makes you weigh things and see like what's truly important. And it's it's almost like with this stellium, it, it's making us like feel on many different levels. Like what are our values? Yeah. How does, how, how, how we do, how we perceive these things? Like what is our drive? How does it feel in the body? Like uh, to make a decision, you know, because it's like this instant gratification. It's like, it's a joyous moment. Like, yeah, but what, what's the thing after the, because for me, like joy of the, of the Aries is like, it, it lights a match and then mm-hmm. like how do we keep the fire going you know so it's like like solving the tension between these is like thinking maybe a few steps ahead which is something that's very capricornian because you know capricorn involves time you know and time yes. management so it's it's like okay we have this one moment to do something and then like how do we keep it alive for you know periods to come like so like both signs are like starters of something, but like when Aries starts the match, this one needs to start the whole fire, you know, and mm-hmm. keep it kind of going. So that's kind of like, I think that's the way to balance. Like, okay, you want to start something, but you have to weigh it before you say like final go. So that's kind of like the perks of Saturnian land is like the, the time management and and how to preserve things, you know, and, and keep them alive, especially during like this winter time. So, so yeah. Yeah. T- t- you know, that brings up a good that's a good segue i think to talk a little mm. bit about the the two of pentacles because i was mm. hearing you know some things about weighing the mm. ability to weigh yeah two options two 
goals to places. Tell mm. us a little bit more about the, your experience with the Two of Pentacles and what we might be looking mm. at with that Deccan of Capricorn that this new moon is in. Well, for me, like this card is very interesting because you have like, uh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So we have behind this man, you have like waves and you have like this really heavy ships and you know, like everything is in motion. Mm -hmm. And this card is really interesting because it's it's Jupiter in Capricorn, um, a type of energy. So you have like something that wants to expand and, and like Jupiter wants to expand, be jovial, you know, uh, bring in opportunities. And it's like it wants to expand, but, but Capricorn doesn't feel too kind of um, comfortable with this like sudden expansion. So it's like how to how to kind of navigate this this waves the, the the change how to be stable when everything is going up and down in a way yeah. and so because it's pentacles pentacles you know they talk about money and material things and stuff like that so it's almost like um like which one of these two am i going to invest into this trip into this new thing into because when we progress from two of pentacles we go to three of pentacles and in three of pentacles we are already kind of building something it's a yeah. structure so it's almost like this because they're divided you need to divide them to see like what else needs to be put in so that the structure is stable so which one of the, these is more valuable or heavier or you know which one of these is like a healthy seed for mm -hmm. the future thing so with this card it kind of the twos are very interesting because in one you can go you know but when you have two it's almost like you have an opposition in a way mm -hmm. which is kind of a great thing because like opposition usually create like this um like tension but also like you know what you're standing against so you, you have like uh how to say like you have a clear vision on because of this division you have a clear vision on where to go what's the value what you're gonna invest you're still gonna have this one but which one of these should be either sacrificed or mm. planted or you know so in a realm of that that's how i observe this energy like i want to expand but at what price you know in, yeah. in a way it would be my my kind of thoughts on uh two of pentacles yeah i like that you mentioned the decanic ruler of the mm -hmm. of the the decan itself with jupiter mm -hmm. in a saturnian sign i mean i mm -hmm. think that that really encapsulates kind of that that energy you were describing is we have this uh desire maybe to expand to bring things into form but we're dealing with a saturnian sign that is very mm -hmm. much like about well what are the structures what are the limitations that you're working within because i always see those those pentacle cards and earth and physical reality as like how are we going to take that spirit fire right that mm -hmm. comes in the in the suit directly before earth mm -hmm. and then you know encapsulate it into form which in and of itself has limitations right because mm. things grow things die there's you know only so many resources sometimes right to go around then we have to figure out which uh how how to utilize our energy which is not always unlimited right mm. and our, our time is something that is a limited quantity mm. um i like that you were talking about time with this uh with this sign and this decan can you expand more on on capricorn and its relationship with time well, we have the the so the sign of Capricorn and the 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 god that is kind of connected with the Capricorn, both Kronos and uh, like uh, or Saturn's uh, child, uh, 
Prikus. Or yeah. Prikus. I love that yeah. Myth. yeah. So like here we have, uh, you know, like we have um, these big changes of somebody who is a father and has children, but the children want to go away. You know, they don't want to stay in his realm. And as they go away, these little, you know, goat children, as they go away, they leaving their father's realm, they become like, like limited and because they're like exposing them, themselves from the spiritual realm where you know like there is expansion there's knowledge you know they're very intelligent creatures and then they go into the 3d world and they they become limited because like mm. let's say the, the 3d world the world that we live in the the world of pentacles is very kind of dense you know so whatever yeah. like whatever was like expansive you know it starts to dense and so the children basically become dumb or they become animals. And that's like the fear of, it's almost like this fear of um, going through changes and, and some limitations, you know, as if it's like an end thing that's going to happen. But I like to think about is as like breathing, you know, so you have to like compress and you have to go dense a little bit so that you know where the limits sure. are and then you can expand again. So it's not like a finished process, but you know, our, uh, our precursor is like afraid that that's like the end thing. So he's, he wants to turn back time over and over again to, you know, to bring his kids back. Well, and just give people yeah. context. Precursor was the, was the, the sea yeah. goat, right? The king of the sea, sea goat, goats. Yeah. And yeah. so half goat, half fish. Half right mm -hmm. and a child of chronos so he child had the chronos, yeah. he had the ability to to turn back time turn back right? time yeah and then continue yeah yeah so basically like at, at one point he has to you know come to uh, come to peace that you know his his children have to kind of leave you know the he yeah. he has to but you know he is a child himself so it's like children having children so like we all need to grow up and 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 kind of go our separate ways so it's it's again it's, it talks about like how time takes things away, but it also gives something something back. So I, I don't know, like I like this uh, myth and Capricorn as a sign because it takes care of, of everyone, but sometimes they forget about themselves. So even mm. Prickus is, you know, going through this forgetting stage, you know, who he, he is and, you know, that you cannot just turn back the time over and over again because you're kind of, you're making a, um, you're, you're, um, tempering with the balance of the universe so so that will be kind of my thoughts on it yeah that that story has always had a, a really visceral emotional effect mm -hmm. on me as a mm -hmm. as a parent myself and and as a, someone who is very aware of the passing of time and that relationship you know it, it's it's interesting to look at the ocean as like mm -hmm. a collective consciousness as a maybe a, a more spiritual consciousness mm -hmm. And then seeing the the pain and the suffering that Precus goes through as a parent, watching his children, you know, desire to leave the ocean over and over and mm -hmm. over again. He turns back time. This is not just once. Mm -hmm. He turns back time like, like hundreds of times to try mm -hmm. to keep them from leaving. And every time they they leave. And it just really speaks to like the the inevitability of yep. time, I think, and of of Kronos and of um, this mortal life that we live. And, you know, I think at the end of the story, he is alone. And yep. he, I think he begs his father, Kronos, to allow him to die. And, yep. and, that, and he becomes the constellation Capricorn. He's put into the stars, oh, into gosh. eternity. Yeah. So, you know, I think that there's an acceptance of the, of the death quality and the acceptance mm. that sometimes if we get, you know, 
into a body, it, it is easy to lose a spiritual consciousness sometimes, but I feel like there's a balance within that too. I think mm -hmm. that, um, of course, the goat, the goat children lose the ability to think and speak and, and think, yeah. so, but I think <laughs> that there has to be some kind of like, um, you know, balancing physical Fair and material cool. and spiritual consciousness. Okay. So I love that myth. And, and, um, I feel like you and I talked about this like a year ago too. <laughs> You're like my Capricorn too. So you have, you have Mars in Capricorn, is that right? Yeah, I have Mars out of bounds in Capricorn. Oh wow. Yeah, and that's I, I think that's I think pretty much it's one of my favorite planets in my nail chart because yeah. I, I call it a, a mole. Like mm -hmm. it, it can dig through, like it can find like this this planet is so crazy, it can find it can find ways where I, I don't know how it just happens, but it can find ways to make things work. So that's definitely one of my favorite plants in my chart. Like planets out of bounds are something spectacular. The more I learn about them and the more that I look at them, they're like just spectacular, like what, what they offer. That's a great, that's a great segue because we have two out of bounds planets in mm -hmm. this, uh, in this new moon, don't we? If we yes. back to the chart real quick here. We have both the moon and Mars that are going to be out of bounds at this new moon. Yeah. So tell me, tell me more about your personal experience having an out of bounds Mars and how it might be a slightly different expression potentially in Gemini and, and what we're looking at with an out of bounds moon. So when I think about Mars, uh, and so I, as we said, like I have it in Capricorn. So Capricorn is like uh, time management, planning things, making things work against all odds. Like, like sometimes you can like perform, I don't know, miracles, mm -hmm. like if the gods smile on you. <laughs> so, sure. so it's like, it's, it's really, it's, it's fun because it, it thinks outside of, or better yet, Mars, it acts outside of the box. Like you think you can maybe uh, predict how a Mars would act and, and react but when you have it out of bounds, it it does something like you know it, it pivots. It 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 kind of just starts moving very differently, and it doesn't follow any rules. So it's like zigzag type of a of a movement. And when we, we have it in in um, in Gemini, I was really thinking about uh, okay, so what are Gemini? You know, and how how a Mars acts in Gemini. It was like conversation that you didn't expect you're going to have you know and it's like getting to information and acting upon the information that you got in a completely different way so it's like it's almost like with gemini's let's say you you have you get an information and then you have an impulse to act upon it because we have mars here and but it's at a moment like something inside of you tells you no do it the other way mm -hmm. so that's kind of how i look at this mars and gemini is like like you expect the communication to be a certain way, but then it, it something happens and it, it, it acts out of bounds. Hmm. And with planet out of bounds, for me, they are very Promethean because like they, they bring you something you didn't even know you need, mm -hmm. like, or they evolve you in a way, like you were dense. Now you're going to, you're going to go out of bounds. Like you're, you're going to be unseen or like you're going to find a way. So Mars and Gemini finds a way in the realm of communication, you know, speech, learning things like some people might learn things, you know, that they don't know that they needed to learn or experience or, or say things that they never thought they're going to say. So that's something that I notice these days with Mars and Gemini is that people are starting to speak up 
but in a in a completely different way like it's it's almost like you're the other one like between two like two brothers like the gemini's like you become the other one the other self in a way and you act upon the impulse of the other one because this planet is out of bounds now so it's like it's showing you a different way so yeah. i would um, say that on mars yeah have you noticed in your experience with mars out of bounds for the last i don't know maybe a month or two now mm. um people acting differently with the way they express either their anger their their drive their energy um their willpower has that mm. been, has that come up in your personal experience yes yes a lot and that's like it's even the people you know once they say it or once they act upon it they they are like amazed or they're like angry because it happened because they didn't plan it you know or they had like a, a thought how something's gonna you know be uh communicated so yeah it, it definitely like there's like this really it's very interesting like this how it's kind of showing up in in the like mundane uh conversations or you know like communications and of any kind i have a, a small story about out of bounds mars at the full moon in gemini that mm. i think would be good <laughs> for this so if you've been following along on my social media you'll know that my cat recently had an mm. injury to his claw his hand gemini right mars and <laughs> an injury to his his hand and That's i cool. also hurt my thumb like shortly after that i sliced <laughs> my thumb open oh so i was about to go on to talk about that full moon and um so my cat Radagast had a, a like a cone so that he wouldn't chew his his paw for a oh. period of time, and he started using the cone as like a weapon, <laughs> like to, <laughs> or a force field to yeah. keep uh, his brother Gandalf away from his food because Gandalf is a little bit of a greedy gremlin and comes <laughs> in and tries to steal Radagast's food and, and Radagast is the sweetest he's the sweetest gentlest cat I've I've ever met. And he just kind of is like, okay, brother, you can have some of my food. And he doesn't really growl or anything. But once he got the cone on, he was like, wait a minute. I have new new power, you know, yeah. this new, you know, defense shield. And what was funny to me is that once we um, got the cone off and his, his, his claw healed up, Mm -hmm. bought them these these scratching pads and we mm -hmm. we mistakenly just bought one because we thought oh well they'll share it well they did not want <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and has decided that that uh scratching pad was his and i i've never seen him really growl at his brother but what, mm. when his brother was sitting on the pad he like growled and like pushed him off of it like he yeah. had some kind of new confidence in in the cone right so yeah. he was acting very out of character because he had he had learned you know mm. that that he had he was empowered through this this tragedy really to in his world <laughs> right yeah. so i wonder if people are experiencing that like through maybe some misfortune that they're learning about a, a deep inner strength that they may have that they didn't really realize existed or something of that nature so um that's just my kind of like 
when you're sort of a shut-in like I am, that's one of the more that's one of the more interesting things that happens is when your cats act out of uh, out of character like this. So, um, I just thought that was a funny funny story. Yeah, Ali no, cats. No, but that's like yeah, but that's power. like a perfect yeah. perfect example, like how right. the cone of shame became the cone of power because yeah, we we're yeah. also having like this joke with cone of shame. Yeah, but like that's that's the thing. That's the power of this out of bound planet to. You know, you put it in Gemini and like all of a sudden, like you have a new type of creative kind of thinking and acting yeah. upon it. So it's like, oh, like I, how do I use this? Oh, I can use this cone and just registering it really fast for an animal. So this is like a, a perfect story. And yeah, yeah, you do see that like among people, like using the power of creative thinking to kind of overcome something and be surprised, you know, like and getting this like new cone of power like in a good cone of power so yeah well i just thought it was equally funny that they're siblings they're literally mm -hmm. like litter mates slash twins and yeah. they're having this conflict and, you know, like mars and gemini retrograde it's just you know the astrology is pretty interesting and and i will say that um you know these cats have saturn almost exactly where Mars was retrograding and mm. opposing that natal Saturn is when he had his injury. So uh, you can you can definitely see astrology playing out in your pet's charts. If you have any idea of when they were born, you can see it play out just like anything else. So I, I really like watching them go through the, the, the transits as well. Um, okay, so we've got the Mars still out of bounds, Mars still retrograde. Uh, we've got the moon in its exile in Capricorn, not a super comfortable place for the moon in this decade of Capricorn or, or any decade of Capricorn really. Um, and But it does have some dignity by triplicity, which the medieval astrologers would compare to being uh, in your own guild or like having like kind of a, a some group support, some community support potentially. Um, so while we might not be comfortable in our in our bodies in our own skin around this this new new moon, we might have some communal support that we can lean on potentially. Uh, what else are we seeing in this chart? Let's you know, uh, Andre. I want to hear your thoughts on the decan that the, that Saturn is in because Saturn is the host of all these this stack up of planets here, mm -hmm. and we've got the the Seven of Swords decan. Mm -hmm. um, and we also, even though Saturn is quote unquote in aversion and not able to witness these planets, it does have a a, 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 a um, mitigating factor called lichen girding, which basically means is if Saturn is in the same sign as the planets that uh, are visiting his own other domicile, he has sort of a secret line of communication with them. So I wonder if you could break down the the seven of swords for us a little bit and mm. what we might be expecting with what what does Saturn expect from us at this winter solstice return of the light climbing moment well so like if we look at the card of the seven of swords you know you have somebody who is taking something from somewhere and you know just going going away turning to look you know like if somebody noticed them so with this card like the energy of this card is um uh so if I look at uh, at the Aquarius, you know, like Aquarius is like innovator, you know, they they think, you know, they figure something out. Uh, and in this in this card, it's it's interesting because you think you figure something out out, but you're not looking forward, you're looking backward. 
and you know there's like, like a booby trap in front of you so it's it's very like it's almost like a an like a warning of you know steps that we are making or like this if we would put it in in the terms of karma as action you know like why are you doing this why do you have the need to check behind your back you know and not checking what's coming forward like what are your intentions so it's like having saturn there um, you know, it's almost like uh, this Professor Snape, as I said from the beginning, like <laughs> yeah, Professor yeah. Snape, you know, warning on uh, like watch like uh, children watch how you walk through the corridors, you know, and if you have like, if you want to be mischievous, like, um, like some of the students from Harry Potter, like, you know, there are consequences for that. So it, it's a very interesting card, you know, and a, and a very interesting place um, to be. It's like, what are your intentions again and how you're moving forward, you know? So looking at the the chart is almost like he's standing there, you know, and showing you this card, like, what are your intentions and how are you going, going to proceed forward? Yeah. So that would be kind of like this booby trap ahead uh, type of a card. Yeah, because that, that card, I believe that card's called what? Unstable effort or something of that? Like the, mm, yeah, I the, think so, yeah. The Lord of Unstable yeah, Effort. Unstable effort, yeah. <laughs> right? where, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, where we're trying to like, you know, I, the card previous to that is the Six of Swords, which seems mm-hmm. to be like a trying to pass from one uh, shore to another or one mm-hmm. experience from another. And then, you know, maybe in the Seven, it's just the final leaving behind and like... Mm. You know, one of the stories I think about a lot with this deck and that I wonder if you have, a, you know, thoughts about this too, is mm-hmm. the story of Osiris. Are you familiar with the Osiris myth in Egyptian mythology? A little bit, yeah, but you can remind me. So this was the, the, the god that mm-hmm. was murdered by his, like, step, stepbrother Brother. or brother-in-law, right? Mm-hmm. And then Isis, his wife, had to reassemble him. Uh, collect the pieces of him to be able to uh, have one kind of final, you know, go in the sheets, I guess, mm. <laughs> like to, to, yeah, to, to procreate, to yeah. procreate Horus, yeah. right? The yeah, next yeah. God. God. And I wonder if you've seen things in your tarot practice come up where if this card comes up where we might need to revisit something, but temporarily to maybe figure out what we need to learn and then what we need to discard. I don't know if that's something, a theme that has come up because this is something that I, I think about with this is sort of a, almost like a finding the strength to finally leave something behind completely, mm. right? Whereas, you know, because I think about with the opposite. So, you, you know, we what Deccan is your Leo Ascendant in? Uh, first. It's first. A five, five of, uh, five of uh, Wands. So, so this is the opposite Deccan of Saturn mm-hmm. right now, that, that yep. seven of wands, which is kind of like standing your ground, right? Like ground, saying, yeah. I'm going to fight. Yeah. But I, I just don't see that with this. This is like, like, let's go, let's leave, like, yeah. sneak away in the night, right? Yeah, this is like interesting because when I was yeah. speaking with CV on our last, we were, t- we were discussing this card and this is like, when you have seven of wands, it's like you stand your ground and you're f- yeah. like fighting whoever is trying to challenge you in a way. This is like you know when you have a peer pressure by others because it's like the realm of swords so it's like thinking and information and everything so it's almost like people are suggesting to you what to do like you should go inside this camp in the night Mm -hmm. like listen to me i know like i know what i'm saying it's gonna work go there blah blah blah, do this and that so it's somebody else's idea that you that you're gonna like do 
because they think they know like how you operate and it's like instead of doing it your own way and leaving whatever needs to be lived and resolved your own way you're searching for you know like for people to tell you what to do and by doing that you collect all these other thoughts that are not yours boom booby trap so yeah. it's it's almost like this in this card i really feel and see like peer pressure by others because you're it's it's the realm of thoughts so how to manifest the thought and you go and you ask for advices and people don't know like how you feel potentially we have like uh this is ruled by the moon right this decan yeah that's the moon yeah the moon yeah the so moon like how, how do i feel but like in a realm of of you know aquarius who is like the humanity like i don't know who i am you know so you collect all the this and it probably potentially brings you to your kind of a little challenge or a, a teeny tiny tragedy like i should have known better i should have listened to myself so like where am i and where are the others and the peer pressure um that's been kind of you know like on your head you know you ask everybody then you like so that's how i experienced this card in the reading and when i observe like you know the moon and the moon being in aquarius like this like you you have everybody in your kind of in your case trying to help you but instead like we have a saying here in croatia puno baba kilavo diete or like a lot of nanas and you know you have like a really weak <laughs> child you know because everybody's like taking care of you and right. like you don't know what you're gonna do so like the first too, too step many in your, too many cooks in the kitchen is what yeah, we too say many here cooks in the kitchen yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah so that that's the thing like everybody takes care of you and everybody's in each other's business and then you yeah. know like you fail because you don't know who you are and how you should operate so that's something that i see in this in this card I, I loved when you were talking with cb talking about that there are a few suits in the tarot where when you have more of them it's not necessarily a good thing right and you're talking yeah. about the swords and potentially wands right can you, can you expand on that a little bit here because mm -hmm. I, I thought that was really i loved that point that you were making mm -hmm. yeah so when when we talk about swords swords are your, your like thoughts and uh and like concepts and stuff like that so I think we experience that, you know, on a mundane, mundane life, like, uh, okay, now you're thinking about groceries, but then you have to pick up your child and then you have to do like this live and then you have to do this and that, like your, your head is going to explode. You're not productive. So the more swords you have, it's because having a sword, that's an art. Like the, the one sword is extension of you, like, like, let's say samurais, you know, or sword fighting or whatever, but like, imagine having like, literally imagine having like, I don't know seven swords in your hands like one of them is going to fall on your foot and chop it off you know so that's sure. that's like you know the, the more swords you have like the the bigger your head is like the, there's like more like it's like an anxious feeling of this air uh ruled suit like it's like one thing is a breeze the other thing is like having a hurricane like a lot of a lot of like air you know just yeah crashing into each other so in this suit the more swords you have it's it's you know the the difficult it gets to get out of it until you have like the sweet release or like death in the in the ten of of swords the same is with wands like the more fire there is like the more you need to feed it you know and if you don't have uh, something to feed the fire with you know it 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 goes off you know like the the element just kind of like it just like dies say yeah dies yeah. Well, you know, with the cups and with the with the pentacles, like 
pentacles are firm you know so the more you have them like you have wealth you can build something with them you can exchange them like and it's like more like community type like earth like the more you have like the more earth you have the more food you have the more things grow so it's also and of course um like all of them have like the the you know like the the dark side and the light side but sure. you know like in a basic way the more wands and swords you have you know the the difficult it gets with cups and with with uh pentacles it's like you have more to share like more emotions to share you know with everyone and more wealth to share so that's how i i see them manifest in the readings and in, in progressions yeah i like that i like that like you know, when we get overwhelmed with our thoughts, like that can be counterproductive. You like sometimes yeah. you just need one good idea, right? Not yeah, not ten. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the fact that we're kind of unraveling Saturn, kind of telling us potentially, like, if you want to make that big Jupiterian individual mm -hmm. leap eventually, maybe in spring or or whenever things start moving forward, you have to be really committed to the the, the idea that resonates with you most. And yeah. you can only do that from listening to your own inner heart center and whatnot. Not that you don't need to, you know, take other people's needs and feelings yeah. into account. Um, I think that there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of new age teaching that's like, just do you all the time. And I, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> no, with, me neither. <laughs> like, me neither. <laughs> I think there are times when there's responsibilities yeah. that you have where you have to make sacrifices and take other people's uh, needs into account. But I do think that we do have to be um, unified with ourselves when we take action to be able to be successful. So I think that that's more um, what we're looking at here. Um, you know, Devin, Devin Malone, our friend Devin from Portland, made a nice comment earlier in the chat uh, about the twos um, when we were talking about the two mm. of pentacles. And I, I wanted to kind of touch on this briefly. Mm. Devin says, twos make observation of the other possibility, new understanding outside of ourselves. And what that reminds me of is the the Kabbalistic tree of life, mm. Sephira, the energetic center, uh, Chokmah, which is, like, yeah, which is like this flash of, of insight. So mm. potentially we're seeing with this card, maybe a flash of material insight where we're saying, yes. oh, this is a good material idea. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should figure out which ways to manifest that. Mm. Um, I also, you know, we didn't really uh, touch on the fact that we're dealing with the winter solstice here, which is a powerful, yeah. powerful time where we're both simultaneously looking back on the year that we've had mm -hmm. and also feeling that spark, that little tiny spark of, of fire, the return mm. of, in, the, in the Northern hemisphere. So, I love to make intentions at the the winter solstice rather than the January first type of. Yeah. Is, it, is that do you are you in alignment with that type of um, you know natural cycle? Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. Like because you know it, it is a really powerful because it's like the darkest, and so it's almost like it 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 talks about you know like the things of like hope and and faith, you know, and I think that there's like a big difference between hope and faith. Mm -hmm. For me, like, you know, hope, as I see it, like, uh, you know, like, we're hoping for the best. But, you know, faith is that uh, even though, like, it's not going to be maybe the best, you know, you're going to make it. So it's like, for me, faith is kind of, and in this, like, I don't speak about, like, religious faith. I mean, like, you know, sure. like, having faith. And, like, hope is, like, 
too weak, but you know, like faith is is something that I see in this kind of solstice dark dark kind of like we made it over and over again like uh, uh like every year that goes like you make it through the through the winter like you you have this kind of faith you you know like faith is like knowing like this inner knowing so yeah i definitely like see that even like biologically like your body just knows they're gonna make it so it's like they like your body puts you to rest like go sleep you know just chill down you know like yeah. we're gonna make it so it's yeah like the more you're in tune with yourself, like the more you can really feel it and see it outside. Like you can see it in nature, how animals behave, how, how trees behave, like how everything behaves, how even the sun behaves, like it goes early to bed. So it's, it's really like really this energy of like, we're going to make it. And that's very Capricornian, like whatever we have, like these two pentacles we have, we're going to make it like one will stay. The other one will be planted, you know, to start something new. So it's like, we're not going to start to death. We're going to make it. And then I want to, yeah. I want to ask you, Andrea, I'm always curious about some of the cultural differences in different mm. countries. Mm -hmm. And I know that one of the things that I complain about in America is that in this holiday season, Sagittarius into Capricorn season, we tend to, uh, things tend to speed up rather than slow down. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if in Croatia you experience something similar or if there's more of a, I don't know, a, a, a tendency to want to withdraw, uh, if that's mm -hmm. built into the culture there. What are some of the differences you, you might notice with that? Well, yeah, I mean, it, it really depends where you are in Croatia, like the, the more like rural the parts are, like you can see people, you know, that are more connected to the land, you know, just like s slowing down a little bit, like it's more c concentrated around the, the family and the fireplace, like literally. So <clears throat> it's almost like there are still, even though like we're a European country, so there's like this, the speeding up is coming to us, like, yeah. and then again, like there is like this advantage of not being a big country because like the more there are people, the more the, the tempo changes. So here, like, yes, we do have like this withdrawal and like this, this kind of slowing down, like everything starts to slow down at one point, like you have peak around the holidays, like you have everywhere. But after that, it's just like, it starts to become slower and slower yeah. and more kind of family and home oriented then it's like you know let's go crazy and all over so it's like it's like, like for football games right yeah like for, <laughs> yeah even that is like even that is like you know you clump or you, you just yeah. home. like you don't go anywhere so it's like it's it's but yeah we have like a lot of you know like old kind of slavic like you know like less food you know uh more warmth and you just like and and like story times you know and stuff yeah. like that you know something that will keep both your hearts warm and you know your body warm so I like the that. food is cooked yeah it's very kind of homey type of of a thing so yeah i mean again modern society we do like have like this speeding up at one point but then like it just takes you back you know into so into that like calmer place yeah yeah, I, I always find that this particular 10-day stretch, as we're recording this, mm. the last decade of Sagittarius mm. is one of the hardest ones that mm. I, I experience because it's the it's the, really the darkest, you know, almost we're getting to the darkest part of the year, but there's still this, like, you're trying to carry this heavy load to, like, do mm. your 
Christmas shopping, to <laughs> figure out plans, to, to, to uh, end some of the processes that you started in the previous mm -hmm. year. Um, I just find this a really difficult time. So I hope everyone out there is, is handling the last decade of Sagittarius <laughs> well. And I think that we might experience a great sense of relief actually when Capricorn season comes because I think that it, it like you were saying that going hibernating and slowing everything down it's just such a to me it's like a a big exhale like you were talking mm. about inhaling and exhaling mm. you know I think that when we get to this Capricorn season it's like Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we could just get back into okay. our bodies, all this passionate rushing around and, you know, the World Cup will be over by then. So we won't have to like, <laughs> so go, yeah, you know, so, for so sure. I won't get any more predictions wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I really love the, you know, Andrea and I were, were chatting when the games were going on. She was sending me videos of, of the, your, your community that was coming together behind this. And I, that is one thing I do love about Sagittarius season is like the kind of unification with a joint sense of purpose. So I thought that was really beautiful. So, so I appreciate you sending me that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Devin is also following up with his comment saying that his partner just said that the Ten of Wands gets us through the longest night. And the two of pentacles brings the lengthening of the days. Okay. So yeah. again, if you're, I guess I want to, to speak to the audience directly. If you're struggling with these last days mm -hmm. of Sagittarius, you're not alone. It's a difficult time of year. And just hang in there because we've got this new moon that's going to come. That's going to be a little bit more of like a, oh, okay, some hope is returning. Some mm -hmm. light is returning mm -hmm. right, yeah. on some level. Um, but again, we don't want to rush into things with Jupiter and Aries. We, mm. we probably want to take our time with this. <laughs> All right. So, Andrea, how are we doing here? We, um, we are, we've gone through a lot of our lists so far. I'll, I'm just yeah. going to pull the chart up real quick again here, see if we missed anything in particular. We've talked a little bit about the, uh, the, the, the Deccan rulers. We've talked about... Uh, the host planet, we've talked about some of the other planets that might be involved with the new moon, Mars and the moon out of bounds. Um, yeah, I think this is the other thing with Capricorn 1 that I've, in my research that I've come across is that it speaks to changes, like change mm -hmm. of location, changes of circumstance. A lot of the Capricorns in my life that I know, uh, they've started at the very bottom and mm. they, they've been climbers, you know, and, yep. and they start with very humble circumstances. So I guess the other advice I would have for friends is that, or frenemies, whoever <laughs> is listening out there today, is you, you can start something from humble circumstances. It doesn't have to be like this big, huge, uh, you know, I don't know, what, what would the word I'm looking for be? Um, splendor <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah, it doesn't have like, to be as this this huge like cornucopia of, corn like, bless you yes it can be a very humble start it can be a very simple start as well um so i think that that's something to consider as we move forward all right um friends do you have any questions out there in the chat we have some really nice comments coming in thank you for everyone who's stopping in today i just want to take this opportunity i'll stop the share for a minute this is a great opportunity if you're out there in virtual land uh, to do us a favor. Hit that like button if you're if you are out there. That really helps uh, spread this message, this video out to the most amount of people. If you are new here, welcome. Please subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the newsletter if you want to know when people are going to be joining me. Um, I have some interesting guests at the end of the year 
that I, I would like to announce to you. My, my good friend Adam Ellenboss is going to be joining me at the oh. end of December. So he'll be on from Nightlight Astrology. That's going to be the 29th of December to talk about the full moon mm. of this cycle. So that'll be fun. Um, and I'll be on next week to talk about the astrology of January. So mark mm. your calendars on that. Um, and if you want to support the work that I do here in a material fashion and in great Capricorn, you know, material fashion <laughs> style, there's a little dollar sign in the chat called a super chat and a super yeah. sticker. And, you know, you can help me to, to gather resources, to be able to do more research, do more work, uh, keep the lights on, so to speak. That's always very much appreciated. So thank you. And if you want to donate after the fact, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com. Thank you, Michelle, for the super sticker. Appreciate you, friend. I love your, what is this? What is this in the chat? It's a hippopotamus. A hippopotamus feels very abundant. So thank you, Michelle. Yeah. I love the, the sticker that you picked there. Um, Anything we've missed, Andrea? What do you? What else? Any any other thoughts that you have with this? Oh, what else? What else? What else? Yeah, we 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 are having an abundant abundant um, talk. I don't know. Like I I I want to still want to go back to this like hokma in uh, yeah. in the world of uh, how do how do we how do we um, say that Asia right? I, yeah, I think it's Asia or Asia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, that that was a, a very interesting like moment when we were doing the research. Is like you know, hokma is like the wisdom, or the, you know, like that sudden like you know idea or wisdom coming in. But it's in the world of action, and for me, that yeah. was like this like moment like when you have like this this like oh now I want to give now I want I want to do something, but it's in the world of action. So for me, that's like this like this moon being in in this decan is like this inner wisdom that will be translated into action, you know, when the time is right. So I don't know, like, it, it, it's like, I never noticed that, but it's like really great. How, how do we tra transfer like wisdom into action? That's kind of has like this, you know, and how do we commit in a way? Because for me, like this Capricorn um, atmosphere is like, uh, like making promises based on like weight or like uh, or making action based on wisdom or the the value like what am I going to like extend now and so. pra practicality too like pra yeah, yeah. practical action right an mm -hmm. earthy action that helps you manifest something so yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's a great point and I, I'm I love uh, the, the author that has taught me a lot about the the Kabbalistic tree of life is, is Susie Chang in her mm. six secrets or correspondences. Mm. So if you're interested in learning more about the Kabbalistic tree of life, though, her book tarot deciphered is yeah. a really great book for learning about that, that particular facet of mm. the tarot. And I want to give a shout out to Sarah, Sarah Renee for the super sticker. Thank you friend um, for your donation as well. I really appreciate all of you. Okay. So we've got that Hokma and in, mm. It should be stated too that Jupiter is going to be moving into uh, the Deccan, the Two of Wands that is associated yeah. with Pokemon as well. All the twos are related yeah, to, to yeah. So can maybe you can just speak a little bit more about the Two of Wands and what we might yeah. be seeing with the the square with Jupiter in yeah. this Deccan, in this card in particular. Yeah, I mean, here again, like we have the two, so there's like something to be decided. But this card is like very interesting because like we have a person who has a little globe and it's almost like they're planning where they're going to move or where where you're going to shoot your arrow in a way. Yeah. Um. So like 
how are you going to extend to the place because it's a small globe in the hand but like it's a big world out there so it's mm -hmm. almost like this little thought this intention i would even say or this because wands are fire suits so they're related to the eyes and the vision so like what visions do i have like where am i going to shoot this one arrow that i have in my hand right now so this is again this energy of you know like i need to be supported by something before i do this because it's a very quick thing you know like with wands wands are very fast it's like lightning almost like right. in some in some tarot schools uh the the wands are like perceived as electric energy so it's like this sudden like burst so it's like this in two this is like i think one of the maybe slowest uh slowest it's still a small fire it doesn't have a lot of power and so now you have to decide how are you going to you know start the first step towards this big like globe or goal um in a way so that would be like my my kind of um like thoughts on this energy on how to start it yeah yeah so that initial spark that yeah. um i always see jupiter as a planet that uh shows us where we can bring us honor and merit through mm. through our conscious actions so that individuation process i mean that card i believe is called the lord of dominion mm. where mm. yeah the ancient tarot is sort of about which which area do you want to conquer and mm. how do you separate from the parent country to create your own I guess colony it I don't really enjoy using the language of language, colonialism yeah. <laughs> but if we think about the the you know what they were experiencing when the tarot was created and and if we modernize it it can be like well which how do you want to set yourself apart from a collective on some level mm -hmm. how do you yeah. want to uh where's the spark that is really personal to you mm. rather than something that is someone else's dream someone else's vision that we were talking about so um yeah. again we're going to have a few months. It's going to go really fast. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think by May, yeah, Jupiter is yeah. going to be in Taurus. So you've got a few months to just be like, okay, I've got this idea. Let's, let's, let's go. Yeah. Let's figure it out. Then you make it tangible. Yeah. Um, okay. So Andrea, let's talk a little bit about the square of the, of this lunar cycle and see if we can just kind of get a little bit more, um, information about how this process might potentially play out over time so here is we've got the new moon on the inner ring and we've got the mm -hmm. the first quarter moon on the outer ring here um mm -hmm. so we've got the moon is going to be squaring the sun and i do not know why this keeps happening <laughs> but it doesn't go exactly to the square and i'm not sure why it's just a glitch in the program but here we've got about eight degrees of Aries will be the first quarter moon and then the sun at eight degrees of Capricorn. Um, so I probably some of the similar themes that we are talking about with both of these uh, decans. Mm -hmm. And I'm also noticing here we've got Mercury retrograde conjoining mm -hmm. Venus. What do you think yes, might be, we might be experiencing with this Mercury retrograde and its relationship with the four of pentacles potentially? so yeah in uh, with you know with four of pentacles it's like you know keeping something to yourself it's almost like you know my precious something that's personal and also with this moon in aries it's like something that's personal to me and i don't want to give it up and i don't want to give it out in a way so the, the, there's like this first thought that comes to my mind is like you know like i 
like you realize that it's too precious so you need to like separate yourself from that so it's like i don't want to give that away because i'm i I feel like i'm going to be left without anything you know so it's almost like this this aries moon uh like it's almost like sprinkles this like childlike energy like i don't want to give my favorite toy away i don't know (laughs) sure yeah it's like it's personal to me you know it's something so again when we have the uh, a square um and this energy it's like I'm not sure like if I'm ready to do this that, that like it it kind of looks like that you know like I don't want to with four of pentacles like now I have something like I, I have something I have four of them like they make me feel stable and I have to go into the like the realm of the five like I have to give it away to expand more but kind of it's it's scary now like what if I don't make it yeah, one of the stories that came up with that deck in, in you know, various explorations was that King Midas story, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Right? Where you're hanging on to something very tightly, where you're hanging on to resources, and um, but it may turn out to be something that is, you know, detrimental or damaging or, or painful mm-hmm. if you, you're, you're getting too greedy with it, right? Yeah, too greedy with it. Um, so I think that, you know, maybe themes of, trying to share around this Mm. period of time might be important. Mm. Um, I think also reevaluating, because this is a solar decan and a Saturn sign. Sign, yeah. uh, How we manage our resources, how we we uh, exert our authority, what responsibilities we've taken on might be up for reevaluation around this period of time, Mm. around this uh, last quarter moon that we have here. Um, So just... If, if you're trying to make a new start, sometimes you have to, to acknowledge and, and evaluate the things that you're already responsible for. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's been my problem lately is that, you know, I have a, a routine of how I take care of the things that uh, I've, I'm already responsible for, like the live streams, the booking, the promo, the readings I do, all of those things, and trying to figure out how to adjust a pattern, a schedule, a routine to maybe bring on something new, like maybe make a new class or new webinars or something like that. That's been the real challenge too. So I think that there may be a, a real reevaluation of, of the responsibilities that we have around this period. Yeah. Th- yeah. This is good because like, it's almost like, okay, you have stability, you know, you have a routine, as you said, but like it, the point is not to become your routine. Like the routine should be serving us or the stability yes. should be serving us and not like not, making this to be like our identity like i'm like this one thing you know so that's the thing like i hold close my my stability i don't want to give it up because it's too precious to me and i don't know how things might you know work out if or with the king midas like i want this to be only my gift like the gift of turning things into gold it's mine like i am the only one who can wield it and then you make more basically like mistakes in in that kind of um being in that place in the mind so it's not like identifying yourself with what you you know generate but like as you say share it and make like marikondo style like you make uh, space for new things to come and like you you put away things that are not serving you or you change a little bit you put a little bit of this and a little bit of that and then you kind of play around with it you know with this kind of uh, aries energy like playing around you know and mixing things up so yeah it's like not becoming the thing that should be serving you in a way. I love that. And you know, one of the things that has been, I've felt the impulse to do over the next few weeks in particular is not necessarily to add a ton of things right away into Mm. my schedule, 
but to clear out things. Mm. Take some time to like clear the decks, clear my thoughts, clear the junk out of my house because as mm. within, so so without, as above, so below. Well, yeah. um, and then I think once you do that, it, you know, things are going to flow a lot easier. Mm. One of the feng shui um, rules, right? Like you get yep. rid of the clutter first and then you start adding things that'll bring you good fortune. Mm. But none of it's going to work if you just have like a really messy, disgusting house mm. that needs to be cleaned up. Um, so, Andrea, I want to I want to acknowledge a few questions in the chat here that I thought were um, poignant. Mm. So Remco was asking about the two of wands, saying the microcosm in your hand is set is to set the intention in the macrocosm? Mm. Question mark. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, right. So, mm. you know, there's definitely a world creation story that happens mm. in Aries, right? Do you have, mm. have you noticed that in your in your work? Well, yeah, you know, every time that this card pops out, it's like uh, like I have a vision, you know, like mm -hmm. because uh in in like in uh, Ace of Wands is like this, you know, all of a sudden you have this impulse, you know, and this impulse is like very raw, you don't know what it is. And then this impulse comes to the realm of the eyes, you know, this fire, like you see the light of this, you know, fire or this, like, you notice something. And based on the noticing, you create like a vision, like, oh, I notice there is something and I want to go there. So it's, yeah, it's like, it's this micro thing that kind of expands into the whole world is like, oh, I want to go and not just like you notice it, you want to move there. So I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I do notice that because usually when people, let's say, plan, you know, a new endeavor or like some sort of a business, this card pops. It's like I have a vision, like I want to act on it. So it it, it kind of depending on the card that's next, it, it, whether what challenge will you have next or if you have a clear path is like something that kind of helps you uh, create a, a narrative and dynamic how you're going to move. So, yeah, yeah. in two, you, you, you have now a bodily almost like bodily impulse to to go you know yeah i agree and and remco solved a mystery for us our our wonderful moderator here from the netherlands and sorry remco that i didn't predict that the netherlands would do better in the world cup i watched them lose to, to is it how do they say argentina. it in argentina is that how they would say it I, I think so. Yeah. Argentina. Yeah. So I, I watched that game and I watched the heartbreak on the, with the <laughs> Netherlands as well. Oh, that, that game was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> was. That game was crazy. Um, but he's pointing out that the moon in the outer ring of this dual chart is actually squaring um, the moon or the sun in the inner ring, which yeah. is, that's a great point. So that, that mm. thank you friend for solving something that had been irritating <laughs> me for multiple shows. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have to make the adjustment there. Um, Creating harmony, which I believe is Khadija, uh, is asking, I don't know if you've already talked about it, but I came in late. Uh, what is the effect of it being the last Capricorn new moon with Saturn in Aquarius for the next mm. 27 years? That's a great question, Khadija. What do you question. think? What do you think, Andrea? Hmm. Yeah, because like th this is again when we talk about moon, moon who is answering to like Saturn in in like I cannot like think anything else than like um, Aquarius being this in innovator and you know you have the moon which is like the mind or the the kind of this intuition and how we perceive things how we soak them in so so like this is um 
this is very Promethean, again, stage of doing something that will create a new either legacy or create like a new tradition in a way. That, that's something that I really strongly feel with this because it's like it's a new moon. So it's like a new seed. We have this inner, Stephen Forrest says with this, uh, with when you have a new moon, it's like um, having this, like you're coming from the realm where you already know something, but you don't know how you know it. So mm -hmm. it's very interesting concept to me, you know, and to have these two wise signs like Aquarius and Capricorn and their kind of dynamic of you're the old one, I'm the, the new one, I'm going to be the new tradition. So, and having moon there to kind of soak that in like what will be our new tradition in a way what is the new legacy how things are going to be after this so that's kind of how i experience it yeah yeah you know we're we've been challenged to think very big picture with saturn mm -hmm. in aquarius yeah. and how our actions affect other people what, boundaries also. yeah bound yeah, exactly like, boundaries yeah. We're, we're trying to create a new blueprint. I, I really, mm -hmm. that's a concept that I was really um, educational for me from a, an author, Charles Obert, where he talks about Saturn as the planet that's sort of, uh, you know, setting the, the blueprint and mm -hmm. Jupiter being the planet that is begetting things into form through that Saturnian blueprint. It answers to Saturn on some mm -hmm. level. I thought oh, that was yeah. a really interesting, like, concept. And, you know, with Saturn and Aquarius, I do think that there's this distance that we have. Um, I've been feeling this personally. I don't know if you felt this personally in your life being a Leo rising too. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for Saturn to leave uh, an angular <laughs> seventh house. Are you, are you ready for this, friend? I, I yes, I am because like I this is like this is not my realm. Like you know mm -hmm. when when you have a Aquarius in seventh house, it's like you know the, the, all the humanity and everything. But right. like having as we I mean we joke around, we call him Daddy Saturn. Uh, like yeah. having him really make you deeply question you know your relationships and boundaries and and how you how you let people in and like and the blue as you said this is like perfect for me like the blueprint for new relationships yeah i mean for all leo risings like it depends you know you have to look at your chart where the where the saturn is but like like the blueprint you know or if you have it in eight house like what what is the how how to manage like fears you know and the uncertainty like how to um i don't know like whatever house it is like it, this is really a, an amazing word like a blueprint or you know something that should be created to establish like balance once again you know and and to kind of evolve that house where it is or whether you're evolving relationship or your uh, creativity or your personal style your body if you have it in the first house or your career whatever but it's like this new establishing of something and, and like going beyond that um that's kind of a the, the flavor I it's a say. it's a tough teacher isn't it I, yeah I've... yeah slowing I've, super slowing down like making yeah. you go back revisit thing but yeah i like it because like i, I think like i i adore personally i adore saturn because saturn yeah. saturn shows you that you can work with very little it makes you trust the process and the time that that's like the thing with saturn really makes you trust time yeah. and cycles like you're not smarter than the cycles like you know you have to, sometimes you have to give in and there is like uh, this amazing tool, uh, tool song, um, the grudge. Mm -hmm. And it says like, uh, like uh, Saturn can like lift you up like a child or, or drag you down like a stone. So mm. if you fight it, 
like it will drag you down like a stone and it will consume you uh mm. it, will, it will kind of consume you or it can it can make it it can make easier for you it can make you light if you just release into the into the process and into his like realm and the dynamic like you have to do things slow you, you cannot be impulsive so that's like that, that's my mantra like i whatever i'm like having problems with saturn i, I go to the tool song and i'm like yeah I, I would rather be lifted like a child i mean we're all gonna be consumed by by um by saturn at one point you know like we all everything dies but like i would rather be lifted like a child than be dragged like a stone and you know yeah. not being able to to advance forward so yeah i that's i think that's amazing advice and i think that that's something that i've learned I've tried to learn through mm. study of the I Ching and mm. through Taoist philosophical concepts is that there is a time and a place for all types of actions or non-actions mm. and coming mm. to alignment with what is required of you in that time frame makes the suffering less. Like I, I always, I used to say on this channel a lot, and I don't know if I've been saying it as much lately, but you know, you, you, we can't always avoid pain. Mm. I think oftentimes we choose to suffer, you know, and I think the suffering is actually part of resisting what the reality of your situation is, right? I think that's when, when we suffer Saturn is when we're saying, well, I'm not going to surrender to it. And Saturn says, well, it's inevitable. You are bound yeah. to do this. Mm. Um, and I don't mean to be too specific to Leo risings or Leo <laughs> in general, but man, tough sledding for Leos. I think one thing I noticed <laughs> I'll just tell you a quick a quick digression. You you mm. have a few minutes from my, my <laughs> complaining. Uh, so last night I was watching the the new Elvis movie. Have you seen? Mm. Yes, I did. With Austin Butler. Yeah. Who I realized as a young a young Leo, mm. who uh, it, you know is an attractive like commands a room type of energy person, very, very Leo, like where you're like, Oh, yeah. you can't stop looking at this okay. person. Yeah. It's very like, the, they're like blinding, like the sun yeah, beaming in your eyes. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. And I was like, missing doing that as a Leo rising slash type person, and feeling my age, like sometimes as you get older as a Leo, I think that there's this attraction to eternal youth with Leo. Mm. And seeing like the young Leo bucks kind of come up in the world, you're like, Oh, man, you know, I miss that. And and with Saturn and Aquarius, it, it's not only that, it's I've spent so much time like in my house in isolation due to various circumstances, due to you know, there was the global pandemic and, and when you do go out, your your face is masked and, and, mm. and of that nature. So it's like you're not even able to shine that light as much when you go out into the world. And I just I was just noticing that is is that's what Saturn on some level was asking through some of our Leo people, but I'm um I'm looking forward to the days when Saturn is saying, "Okay, you've done your 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 duty, right? Mm. You've you've been disciplined. Now now it's time to move on to some kind of other type of experience." I think we'll get there, mm. um, but then there'll be a new challenge that Saturn will. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think Saturn in Pisces is like, "What is real? What is real? Yeah. What isn't?" You know, with all these AI art things and. I'm nervous about that, friends. Um, I know that this is a trend that's going around, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. About it. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to that. When, when, you, when, we get to, yeah. when Pluto moves into Aquarius simultaneously, we'll have to deal with the <laughs> the corruption of what we've repressed or suppressed 
mm-hmm. regarding our technology and regarding these things that we've created and fed into and and start and start to deal with um, the ramifications of whether we I always think of Pluto and is and sometimes Saturn too is we can do something but but should we should we have done that yeah. <laughs> you know like, yeah. Yeah. I think we're gonna be asking ourselves that question with with artificial intelligence very very shortly is yes we can do that but sh- should we is that really going to um, be a good thing so we'll see though I think there's always pros and cons to every new thing that we experience as a human species and technology included um okay Devin has one more question that I think will it would and then I think we'll we'll wrap with some of the um, the final thoughts so Devin is asking us how do we both feel about Mercury retrograde Pluto and Venus initiating the page of swords energy of cap three to Aquarius one and two so that transitional energy from the last decan of Capricorn to the first decan of Aquarius what what do you think about that um Andrea? Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, like, first of all, you know, like, whenever we have retrogrades, it, it's like a good, it, it's like a good place, you know, to revisit cer- certain things. And, you know, like having, um, okay, Venus value, like, what do we value, you know, and, and uh, like, what are we ready to commit to, to, to create like this Venusian balance and abundance, like, again, you know, exploring what's really, truly important, what has weight. Um, and then, like Pluto, it's like, again, Pluto is very interesting to me because it, it it reveals things that were hidden, like, you know, hidden gems and whatever, but it also kind of, you know, cloaks things that uh, were once seen. Mm-hmm. So it's again, like, it's almost like unraveling new values and like acting upon them or, or like discarding and, and letting things die, you know, so that they can feed into something new again, like this uh, Venus, Venus, Pluto kind of story of like coming back up to life or like starting a new something new. But again, Pluto also asks you to sacrifice something. So it's again, like we have this story of like, which one will you sacrifice in a way, like which one will be given to Pluto? So that will be kind of like, and then you act upon what you have. So that will be kind of my thoughts on this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that Capricorn 3, you know, especially Pluto, I've seen reveal and mm. simultaneously cloak. I, lo- I love how you describe that, like mm. Pluto as a cloaking device. Mm, device, yeah. Hades had this like invisibility cloak, right? Cloak, so yeah. So we're, we're, we're repressing or putting something into hiding that eventually mm. is, is going to erupt like a volcano. Mm. That's another yeah. like theme I like with, with Pluto is it's saying you repress this for long enough. It's going to, the heat and the pressure is going to mm. make it have to be dealt with eventually. Yeah. Also compare Pluto to like a clogged toilet or uh, a, yeah. pl- <laughs> a plunger <laughs> of a clock. Yeah. yeah. Right. So <laughs> I think that we've seen Pluto in the last decades of, of Capricorn here simultaneously cloak but also reveal some of the things that we've repressed with our our governmental systems Mm -hmm. and the way that we we wield material authority and i think as we transition into the first decade of of aquarius there i i like to think of that as the all right we've dealt with everything inside the boundary now we are willingly potentially going off into exile 
which is the, mm. that five of swords energy where yeah. maybe we realized that we weren't getting what we needed through the, the, the inner, inner circle, the, the center, the, the insiders, right? Mm -hmm. We are willingly, because of a, a feeling of justice or injustice, you know, there's a, there's a spirit called Daiki associated with Aquarius one that we say, we, we, we would like to go off into the fringe of society. Yeah. And I think that, man, I, I wonder as, you know, I think the pandemic has changed people fundamentally. I, I know that there's a lot of folks that are wanting to go just quote unquote back to normal, but I think that there's a, a whole mental shift that we're kind of trying to process around that. Maybe this is just my experience, but I feel like I've been changed as a person through it. And I wonder if there would be a more willingness on people's minds to just leave physical reality altogether on some level. Mm. You know, I wonder if, if through maybe feeling unsafe, that they be willingly up, uploading their consciousness into the exiles of technology on some level. And do you see what I'm saying? Like th these yeah. are the things that I think about with this is with Pluto and Aquarius, it's not just the AI. Maybe it's like we are uploading with the, the AI art trend, you are uploading your pictures so that mm -hmm. a computer can craft your, your visage, your image, mm -hmm. and potentially the downside that what people may not be considering potentially use it in whatever capacity they see fit like they mm -hmm. could put your face on an avatar to advertise products to i don't know if it's really dark-sided they could put your face on like Pornhub or something like mm -hmm. the cartoon version of you yeah. I, I don't know these are just things that i'm thinking about about how the ramifications of this may be and i also understand the argument that's like well isn't it it's kind of fun to be able to like see the a version of yourself that is idealized and mm -hmm. I think that's bringing us some much needed escapism. But mm -hmm. I guess I will say that, you know, piggybacking off of Devin's point is how do we balance out the Saturnian reality and the desire to escape reality that I think is inherent in Aquarius too. If you look at the story of Ganymede, where Ganymede was actually abducted into the heavens by Zeus's eagle to become his cupbearer. And I'm mm. almost, that, that feels very much like, let's upload our consciousness into yes, a, yeah. an airspace, the cloud, right? Mm. <laughs> so, but I do think that there will be some beautiful things around that. Mm. I think there will be some, some really, uh, I don't know, consciousness expanding things. I also think there's gonna be some, some real dark sides around that mm. that are going to disconnect us from what it truly means to be human. And mm. if you allow me just two more seconds of this rant. <laughs> <laughs> you go. <laughs> Thank you, friends. Frenemies. <laughs> I have, I am struggling with the, the AI art trend in general. Mm. I see some of the arguments that people are making as far as um, maybe people that are differently abled being able to create art through typing in computer prompts. And I think that there is some merit to that. Mm -hmm. I also am a little bit, one of my questions is, is that they even have programs now where it will allow you to type in uh, a question or just a description of something. And then the program itself will create the prompts to put into something like the AI art generator. And to me, that's like, it, 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 I was talking to another musician friend and he was like, this is because people think of art as a noun rather than a verb. 
And I was like, yes, that's it. I was like, why mm. does this make me so uncomfortable? Because mm. there's process involved in being an artist. There's process involved in going through the cathartic process of going through the difficulties and the challenges of trying to work with what you have to make some kind of self-expression. And if we, I think this is a product of our instant gratification kind of desires that we've gone through is that we want something now. We want to commodify everything. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, this is my kind of get off my lawn moment with, with as we move with Pluto into Aquarius <laughs> yeah. is if you are an artist, and I think that there are some people that are making some very interesting things using AI technology. So I know that there will be a pushback and an argument towards the other side. And actually, I'm open uh, to hearing those arguments. So yeah. I, this is not like a one-sided thing, but I will say that process is very important. And no matter what tools you're using, and maybe those AI generators become a tool that are, are very interesting, but try not to lose touch with the process when you're going through these things. Because I think that that's part of what makes us human is the, the journey that we are going through to for that creative self-expression. So that's my long-winded answer, Devin, to the, the transition that I see from Capricorn to these these air placements that we're going to. Um, yeah, that's 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 what I've got with that. <laughs> oh, sorry if I've offended any AI artists out there, but uh, again, I'm open to hearing an alternate perspective as well. I I'm not the final word on this, and I haven't made up my mind in the in like a in a definitive fashion. Um, I'm just kind of trying to explore what the possibilities, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Let's see what else we've got here. Just the, I'm going to show one more thing on the chart, Andrea. You, do you have a few more minutes to yeah, to yeah, yeah. with me? Just, okay. Yes, I do. Okay. So if we, if we look at the transiting moon and the transiting sun thank you very much <laughs> like uh like you remco for we can see that this the full moon of this cycle is going to be when the moon is in cancer mm. the second decan of cancer and we've got a mercury kazemi that's going to be happening in capricorn uh just can you just briefly give us an overview of what, how you think that this new moon in capricorn is going to fruit at this full moon well, yeah, because like, uh, so we have here the the three of cups, you know, type of energy in this full moon in in um, in Cancer, and so you know, coming from this place, you know, into this where you actually like have something to share or celebrate, it's yeah. like this moment of like like nurturing but i i like this progression because like here you are alone and you have to decide and we were talking about like this like personal path you know like personal visions like personal changes and all that and then you know you come to this beautiful place you know where you can celebrate it with others where you can kind of like you you come to the fullness that you can share and it's almost like because we worked individually on ourselves through this period like we all come together, you know, like it's it's almost like this leveling up of everyone that you can experience with everyone. Like we are on the same level now, which is for me, like this nurturing place, you know, like, and because you went through this process of like 
uh, being individually responsible for yourself and creating through the responsibility, creating like um, this freedom of expression, you come to this place where you can like also lift up others because they're lifting their cups in a way. So I, I like this kind of this, this full moon. It will just like, it will really bloom into something beautiful. I mean, I have like faith that it was, it will bloom into something really nice and nurturing, like three of cup type of celebration where they do have this cornucopia. Like there's like a lot of fruits yeah. and everything to share with, with, with each other, because we went through this mountain, we climbed it all together. And then you, you enjoy this view, you know, you're kind of being uplifted in a way after this like struggle to get there. I like this Deccan, and especially for the moon in this Deccan, it's yeah, it's really supportive. like abundant, yeah, supportive, yeah. juicy. It's really, and it's not just. I like it because it's not just you know with cups you have love. Like in two of cups, we have like an agreement. We agree with each other that we are going to be like nurturing each other. We give each other a cup. This is like everybody has something to offer. It's not like yeah. like we're exchanging something. No, these are so full that you can like we all have something to share and that's why i really really like this uh this uh this full moon is it like it really feels abundant in a way we'll have to compare notes because this this moon this full moon will be almost exactly on my natal sun yeah <laughs> and it'll this the sun and mercury kazemi that's happening around that period of time is exactly almost on your natal mars correct mars, yeah 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 so we'll have to see the difference between a, a, a sun contact and a Mars contact. Mars contact, yeah, yeah. So we'll compare notes when we, when we talk. <laughs> when again. we get there, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I think that's the astrology that we've got for today. And thank you, Remco, for your super sticker. I appreciate you, friend, and thank you for also for you know doing the work that you do in the chat, friend. I really appreciate you and um, being able to keep an eye on that chat and keep this the the, the safe, nurturing space. Um, that we're trying to create here. So, Andrea, let's let's bring this thing home. What do you say? Yes, let's do it. So we have a hexagram and we have an animal. Um, which would you like to discuss first, friend? Well, I would like to discuss uh, the hexagram first because I, I, I find them very, very interesting um, what we found about them. So yeah, I would like that first. Okay. So the hexagram that we received was number six yes and it is changing it has one changing line line number five to hexagram 64. so six translates to conflict uh mm -hmm. contention arbitration demanding justice speaking out mm. the line five says contending supreme good fortune so this talks about a conflict situation we might find us in and maybe if we try to apply it to the the new moon maybe there's a tension between jupiter and, and uh the new moon because mm -hmm. we have individual desires but we have responsibilities that we have to mm -hmm. work within we have people that we're responsible for we have a maybe a limitation of material resources that we're working with mm -hmm. um and it says you know the, the translation was talking about conflicts can be resolved through an appeal to a person or institution that both sides regard as worthy and just it, it, it encourages us to seek out a mediator or someone who's mm. that you trust an impartial party so I'm, I'm curious i wonder if we're dealing with conflicts during this new moon and how we can find an objective party what do you mm. what do you think about this what is what are you 
getting from yeah. this? Well, for me, it was interesting because I was reading the other book on I Ching uh, and the, they, they wrote something that was really, that really stuck in my mind. And when we talk about this, like conflict situation, like, and they're kind of, uh, the, the sentence was uh, to stop, uh, ask yourself why, like, why is this always happening to me? Why? Is, because it kind of limits you in a way into seeking wisdom outside. Like, um, so it's, it's almost like it, it talks about, um, like stopping and just like detaching yourself from the questioning of why is this happening to me? Why am I going through this? And just like opening yourself for any type of change by detachment and again, releasing yourself into the process, which is something that we've been discussing so far is like, like stop asking unnecessary question and go and just like realize that there is someone they, they talk about this like wise person like or the authority like go to them and you know seek out some support in whatever tension you have because in order to solve any type of conflict you have to detach yourself from it you know you, you have to become a, an observer in a way or you know give the authority to someone who is much smarter than you this can be your like i don't know like higher more intellectual self or it can really be like you know, an authority of some maybe sort. It's, maybe it's Saturn. Maybe Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Saturn. Maybe it's your mom or your dad. Like you have yeah. to go to the smarter one to right. resolve the conflict because, like, <laughs> once you're in inside of the conflict, there's not much you can like do. It's just like going back and forth. So you need sure. like a a good referee to <laughs> to yeah. judge the game in sure. a way. So yeah, so that that's like that that was the thing that really struck me like this like stop stop asking yourself how you got into this situation. You got into the situation. Now, you know, let's let's start from ground zero and try to resolve it in a way, you know, by like force someone who is smarter. You know, and also Andrea, I'm thinking about this as when we're trying to make changes in our life, when we're trying to restructure our life, sometimes we might be too in our life mm. to really be objective about it. And maybe that's part of the conflict. Maybe we have inner conflict of trying that to, yeah. right, of, of trying to make a new start and saying, I really want to do something different and new mm -hmm. and pioneering, but I just can't get out of my own way. Mm -hmm. and, and I think oftentimes, sometimes I'll have conversations with, with good friends who can offer me a, a completely different perspective that might. Yeah, much more objective. Yeah. Totally. So maybe that's wh where it's leading mm -hmm. us here too. And this, mm -hmm. this is changing to hexagram 64, which is is translated as before completion, not yet across, before the end, nearly home and dry, bringing order out of confusion, exercising caution and circumspection. Mm -hmm. So they, they tell a story in this hexagram about a little fox that's crossing, yeah, crossing, the, river, right, crossing yeah. the river that's frozen. Mm. And uh, he, he, he's almost across and he's trying to be very careful. But as he's going, he gets his tail wet, mm. right? Which is dangerous if you're a fox and the water's frozen. Mm. So it's, it's, it's kind of like watching your step, realizing that you're still in a transitionary period mm. and that, you know, you have to be very careful or you could, you know, the ice could break and you could, mm. you could drown. Mm. So um, when we're making these big changes, these revolutionary changes that, um, I talked about a little bit in the, the astrology of December. We have to consider um, that our needs have to be taken into account, but others' ha needs has to be taken mm. into account as well. The changes that you're making will probably have an effect on other people. Mm, mm. And I do think that that's really Saturn's message here on some level too, is that if you're thinking about making changes, 
are those changes going to fit into the bigger blueprint, the bigger right, picture yep. of your life, the bigger responsibilities, the the bigger community that you have? Mm. Is it a self-serving thing or mm. is it something that serves the the communal need? Mm, yeah. You can still be an individual in a community and mm. have what you are doing be useful, right? Or be, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, divinely inspired, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Less self-serving on some level. Yeah. Um, how about this animal that we got, friend? We got the deer. Deer, the deer yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the deer? Well, you know, deers are, uh, as, I, as I told you, like I found that they're like connected to Jupiterian kind of uh, energy, you know. So this is like this, like grandiosity, you know. But again, they they do lose their horns at some, so they're like letting go to be even more, you know, more. So it's it's like a very deer is a very like zen creature like if you ever had the experience to to see them in the wild like it's it's almost it's like this amazing uh flow of these animals you know how they move they're all they always go like a unit you know but it's like they remind me of uh being in the present and being in the now the way that Mm -hmm. they move so it's like this and when we talk about the hexagram again like being like being in the now you know like observing it um getting a real like like true like sense of where you are like because you are in the middle of this lake you know like a fox but then like you you see like you can move differently like you can move and still be present and move and still be stable so that's like something that i see about like uh deer and also this faith in your instinct in a way that we don't seem to listen that much that's like something that is very deer like because they're so connected to the ground and like to the sound and everything like every cell of the body is aware and that i think it's like a beautiful message from a deer is that you can have every cell of your body be aware where you are now and that is like the ultimate truth because it's in the now it's happening now it's not in the future it's not in the past there's like no anxiety or depression you are now you're here and out of that you move you know so i don't and they're, know they're, they're lunar yeah. they're lunar creatures yeah right yeah, they're, yeah. they're sacred to artemis the the god yeah. the goddess of the moon so yes, trust. I love that. Yeah, trust. Yeah, cycles again of the move. Yeah, like right. it's, it comes from the inside. It it blooms. You know, it's 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 a very like. I, I was really happy when when you pulled this animal out because it's it's really like and it creates a peaceful atmosphere. And when you have a peaceful atmosphere inside of yourself, there's no inner conflict because again, you know. Or if right. you're peaceful, if you know where you are, there's no outer conflict with other people. You know where you are, so it's like it really connects like everything connects with this like uh this kind of yeah this instinctual nature of of the deer you know one thing that was coming up when you were describing the deer and the gentleness part Mm. you know i i work with the mountain lion as an Mm. animal symbol and you know as a leo rising that's one that Mm. really has resonated with me and has been very instructive and the deer is, is you know, you look in animal symbology, mm. relationships of predator and prey, and, mm. and, and what might be food for that animal. And the deer is one of the main um, food sources for a mountain lion. And sometimes as a, a Leo slash mountain lion type person, we can be very aggressive about stalking what we want and, and getting what we want and very mm. intense. And I think that the antidote, the balancing energy is that gentleness, letting your Mm. instincts guide you rather than Mm. having to always, 
you know pursue everything and hunt yeah. right and you you're mm. tiger gear too you probably feel yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so, so i love that 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 you know i think that this this really speaks to to me to like the the beginning of the cycle being very hard and cold mm. and saying it's very capricorn centered it's saying mm. i'm gonna go do this and like everyone else get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? yeah. Right? And, and yeah. I'm, I'm not going to let anything stand in my way. This because I desire it. I'm being influenced by Jupiter and Aries. And I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this happen, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get to that full moon in Cancer. And it's more about like, all right, how do we soften? How do we, mm-hmm. how do we you know, nurture? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just, this is one of the things that I've noticed between the difference and not not every Capricorn person, but my own Cancerian energy, I was very unwilling to try to step on others to get to a, a, a summit, right? Mm-hmm. To the point where I would let opportunities go because I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of my Capricorn placement friends were like, <laughs> they don't, they, it doesn't even cross their mind. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I think that there's a balance between those two things. And, and to be mm-hmm. honest with you, some of their drive to get to the, the goal is mm-hmm. very appealing to me because as mm-hmm. Cancerian people, we can kind of like be very mm-hmm. indirect. We're just, yeah. you know, we'll get distracted. <laughs> one direction, <laughs> And it would be nice sometimes to have the commitment that Capricorn mm-hmm. has to get to that finish line. Yeah. But I think that this deer definitely talks about trusting your gut, mm-hmm. simplify, let the yeah. path be revealed to you. You don't always mm-hmm. have to just barge your way through. You mm-hmm. know, I think that the other thing that, you know, we, there's one comment that I was wanted to highlight here. Leela uh, has a nice compliment but but also a, a um comment says i i'm in awe of the accuracy of your interpretation spencer well thank you friend uh, my son and his ex will be meeting with a mediator on the 22nd in order to come mm-hmm. to agreeable terms over the custody of their children mm. and i w- the first thing that came to my mind is that i'm sure that there have been many conf- conflict situations through a difference of opinion that have come up through this mars retrograde mm. and gemini yeah. cycle so I would not be surprised to see more of those types of like line in the sand type mm-hmm. of energy drawn. Mm-hmm. And I've yeah. been warning people about this for months, like try not to make those ultimatums. But, yeah. but I think that this hexagram is suggesting if you've gotten to that point, which is okay, sometimes we all fall short of the glory, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Return to your gut, return to your gentleness, return to an objective third party maybe that can help you. Okay, friend, frenemy. You're not friend. a frenemy. And, Andrea is just a friend. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just. <laughs> you all can be frenemies out there if you want, but but uh, Andrea, you are a great uh, great friend, and hey, I just hey. always really enjoy our conversations. Um, and I just really respect your wisdom, and I hope that you're you know expanding what you're doing in the coming mm. year ahead as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know. Viva, viva Croatia! <laughs> like in, the, in this third place, uh, I'm mixing my languages now. But how would we say this? Long, long live Croatia! What would you say? Živela uh, Hrvatska. <laughs> okay, I'll have to practice that one for the next time so that I don't sound like I've just had you know some uh, a shot of vodka while I say it. <laughs> like, but hopefully, I, I mean, I really, really do hope in the future that that actually happens that you will get a shot not not of vodka but of rakia you know and then yeah. you can practice like 
uh, real Croatian with Croats. So that would be a real. I nice would story. I would love to visit. I, I yeah. think that what I'm doing right now in 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 creating I think these friendships is, mm. I think I'm just uh, you know, I don't know greasing the wheels for these visits <laughs> to these places I, I've always wanted to go and and um, I just really love connecting with people all over the world so I hope that that we can uh, be in the same airspace the same uh, physical space yeah. at, at some point in our lives here friends so yeah. and for those of you out out there that are in other parts of the world um, maybe we can visit too uh, when yeah. when yeah. whatever <laughs> our paths will cross so all right my friends that is what I have for you today um, please go visit Andrea Space Tiger Tarot 9 at Wix.com. <laughs> okay, which is her, and, and uh, Remco had a link to her site uh, in the chat if you want to see that. It's also in the description of this video. And um, check her out on Instagram. Really great stuff on Instagram. Goes live with my friend CV quite often, has really beautiful beautiful uh tarot collages i think <laughs> yeah, that are going yeah. on there and follow follow her on like all five of her instagram <laughs> she has here. okay so um is there anything else that you want to share before we we wrap for the day no it's just like uh, first of all i want to thank you again for inviting me i really love this uh this conversations and bouncing off an idea that that's where the wisdom comes from it's like you know sharing uh thoughts with other people it's what you know brings all of this so i really love that and i'm really grateful to you know be friends with you and cv because like i'm learning so much by sharing so that's like the only thing that i have to say and also like everybody should get your uh Deccan series because it's like I'm finishing now the Scorpio one and I just I I love it like it's really great great oh. teacher so yeah thank you friend and, and thank just you like no yeah and clear everything and gives a give us like some new wisdom like <laughs> well I'm, I'm in that process and <laughs> yeah and and for those of you who are interested in the webinars the the Sagittarius one is 20 percent off for the next few days and then Capricorn will be on sale um, and yeah, I, I'm, I've got some new things in the in the hopper and the brain hopper that are yeah. spinning around. But but yeah, uh, I think we all need a little bit of rest. And uh, when we're well rested, those ideas can flow much, yeah. much better. Much, much better. Yeah. All right, my friends, that's what I've got. Thank you all for who are joining us in the chat and all of your wonderful contributions and your intelligence. I always appreciate all of you as well. And I would love to visit all of you who are putting in the chat, come to come to Germany, come to Australia. <laughs> I, I, I would love that. So um, hopefully we'll get to connect uh, in real life uh, in some time in the future. All right, friends, that's what I've got. Take care. Uh, remember to be kind to one another through this uh, period of time. And most of all, be kind to yourself. When you're unified within your own self, it's much easier to spread uh, goodwill out into the world. All right, friends. Take care. Thank you. Peace.